This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast from Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T-Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Episode number 150, that's right, you heard that correctly, 150 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, sixteen hundred Buckslayer Place. We're in the Bucketorium. I just got to crack a brewski for that one, man. One hundred and fifty episodes. Have you said that all one hundred and fifty times? Well, uh, no, because we were in Iowa a couple times. Well, I mean, okay, but thank you for being so technical <laughs> that you ruined the vibe of our podcast. Yeah, pretty, but pretty much essentially, has. yes, I have. Uh, I am Steve in the studio today. Kurt, hello. Eric, Good morning. Move on with Trevor. Because he, he, he does that. Because he does that. Trevor Schmidt, Hello. everybody's favorite and first timer, Doug. Howdy, folks. Welcome. On? Howdy, howdy. You Excuse guys aren't me, I turn his mic up no, a little bit. No, not related. No, not at all. But uh, put all the Schmidt's at even, the end. I didn't even put that two and two together. <laughs> no, I, I just now did. I tried to associate <laughs> so. with Iowa. <laughs> Stay yeah. in Iowa. This is a. Three Illinois boys versus uh, two Iowa boys. Uh, I like fine. our odds because Trevor's huge. So, Eric's got uh, some help finally. Yeah, that's yep, a good point. Yep. I guess I got some um, backup. <laughs> who killed a buck this last season? Raise your hand. Ouch. 
Illinois won <laughs> by, by by a margin of one. <laughs> hey, Still win though, I guess. But uh, I guess who found more sheds this season? How many did you find, Doug? Nineteen. Nineteen. Trevor. Seventeen. Ooh. I found two. I found seven. Ooh. Oh, Steve? sorry guys, I got to drag you down. I found absolutely zero. Yeah, but I, you know, I found a snake skin. Yeah, I mean, it's technically feather. a shed. <laughs> and a oh, feather, and a turkey yeah. feather. What? Uh, so rare. <laughs> what's Michael Pitt say about sheds? Oh yeah, if uh, if you would have shot the deer earlier in the year, you wouldn't have had to collect the sheds. Well, I think that's one of them. He's got some sayings about them, which I should have had that on standby. If I would have known we would have brought that up, I could have just played that. Well, hey, you know. Well, you can't win at everything. This well, podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery, HHA Sports, Scent Crusher, and Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Um, wanted to get into that. Where we wanted to focus more on our our podcast today. Yes. Um, but real quick, workingclassboner.com. The store's up. There's more stuff coming to the store, and it's uh, slowly but surely, but it, it's happening. Yep. Be patient with us. It'll be up there, and we'll get uh, we'll get you guys that working class gear that you so desperately want. And for everybody that did um, did get those orders in and sent us pictures, that's awesome. Yep. Good for you. Yes, thank you for that. Hopefully we're rich one day. We'll let you guys know. <laughs> Back to Illinois being better than Iowa. Yep, let's hear it. Are we going there today? Should we just do yeah. an Iowa versus Illinois episode here and we can talk yeah, about like what what state has the biggest uh, typical Iowa or Illinois? What no, is I, it? no idea. Well, it has to be Illinois because they got the world record, right? Isn't the Mel Johnson buck world record typical? Ooh, I think so. We've talked about know. this before. I'm not about my facts. I don't know about that either. Let's look it up. Well, there again, Illinois is smarter. <laughs> <laughs> World record. <laughs> Typical whitetail. I do want to want to bring up something that uh, a listener of ours brought up about Illinois public land. He's a good buddy of mine, Drew Booth. And uh, he just he sent me this really long text, and I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Did I get drunk and hit on his wife or something? But he just said... <laughs> Here's your nerd listener feedback. You know, he binged on a few episodes and he did a college paper on it for public hunting ground in Illinois and I'm I'm reading it a little bit. In Illinois and Iowa, Illinois actually has close to Oh, I got he didn't put a comma in there. It's like 700,000 acres, which is roughly 2% of the entire state open for hunting. Well, Iowa has like 375,000 areas public, but 266,000 are available. Uh, for public hunting, which makes it like less than one percent, um, and I'll get more into this, but yeah, he uh, he did his research and sent us stuff like that. So if you guys ever hear something, you're like, hey, I'm gonna get back to you guys. Workingclassbowhunter at gmail dot com. We'll read it. We'll look into it. We'll just go to workingclassbowhunter dot com yep. to our contact page. Um, I think right here. The Pope and Young Club recognizes uh, Mel Johnson as the largest buck ever harvested by an archer. A record that stood for nearly 50 years. And that was in Peoria County, I believe. That's in Illinois. Yeah. Um, <laughs> job, thanks, Trevor. Job, Trevor. Yes, Trevor. That's in Illinois. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you for that. 204 and 4 eighths inches in uh, what year? That's unbelievable. 19, it's in the like, 60s, wasn't there or something? The red flannel shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> the original camo. Well, here. Dude, is that red flannel AP? Or is that... <laughs> Here we are. We'll take, we're take. we another trip back into the popeandyoung.org. Uh, where's... Coos deer typical is 139 and 2.8. Oh, really? Isn't that awesome? And, uh, That's crazy. Graham County, Arizona. Arizona. Typical, yeah. Peoria County, 1965. 
204 and 48. That's insane. Yeah, and then uh, the non typical for this is archery, oh. bow kills is uh, what uh, the beady buck. How do you say his last name? The in Ohio, I think it is a beady, isn't it? 294 and 08s. Good, good golly, <laughs> look at that. Uh, not to take away, but look at that Roosevelt elk three. Am I reading that 398? Yeah, in California. It's pretty awesome. Back to um, are we talking about a steam already? What's going on? We're just like, yeah, one fifty. No. Time to hang it up. Everyone, there. yeah, I got a good yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, one, see you later. Uh, thanks for let, the beer. I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, here, home. let's. Uh, we'll, 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 what I want to talk about is, so you found nineteen sheds this year. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen. How? How? It's yeah. Just walking. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this guy is. He's like attracted to him. He just knows right where to walk, and they're there. He must have listened to a couple episodes that we had with Dana Pace. Is what yeah, I'm maybe. Dana Pace, always sun to your back. Doug, I need you to get closer to your mic oh, there. Is it better? You're like oh. Eric. The Iowa boys just can't talk into mics. Oh, man, oh, right. what is that? You can't kill <laughs> slobs? Can't kill it on the mic? I don't know. So we have your sheds in here right now. What's this big set right here? Uh, I think it scored like gross 150, 152. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. big pearly whites. So you walked past one or something like that? Yeah, I saw the one and I was all excited. And I, I ran right past it and my brother found the other one. So. <laughs> So who gets to keep them? Who actually? I found the first one, so should be me. It's right? a rule of thumb. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. whoever finds the first. Is one. that normal how it works? Like, what if you bring your buddy with you in your property, and then he finds like an eighty-inch shed? Do you know what I mean? Well, I, it, shoot shovel, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You better be looking for a new friend. I think they got apps for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be an unspoken agreement that. The guy whose property it's on gets it, but if you're a good enough friend, maybe you would give it to him, knowing that you yeah. might have a chance to have that deer mounted on your wall next year. Here's what I, I would know. do. I would say if I was would like... Would you put an inch limit on it? No. What I would say, if if I brought my buddy with, or vice versa, if I went with my buddy to his ground and I found like a shed that was you know, a potentially a 200-inch typical or 200-inch anything, typical or non-typical... <laughs> I would give it to him, but I would be like, I would just, I'd probably hand it to him because I can't ever kill that deer. It's not on my property. I'd be like, this is your yeah. shed. Or oh, yeah. I would say, let me hold on to it. And if you don't kill this deer this season, either oh, way, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. But like, if he kills deer, you have to give it to him. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. it's one of those weird things. Like, I was there helping you on your property. It's your shed, man. It's your property. You can have it. I would hope he'd do the same for me. I know Eric wouldn't. If he found something on my property, he ain't walking away with it. So, what you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't let He'd him be have staying it. Staying on my house, probably. Oh, I'd let him have it. You Tre- have to find something first, though, right? Yeah, it's Trevor. Yeah, exactly. to find Trevor, stuff there. what's you're, you're the local legend here? Yeah, this is the Mer- dude, this is the Mercer County legend right here. Well, I just my dad and I is when we go shut out. Whoever finds the first one, whoever finds the match, it's. Because the person that found the first shed, so right. that's, that's how, how we it do should it. Be. Uh, yeah. But yeah. even if you were like, say, I was on your ground with you, and I found like a seventy-inch shed, and then you find the match to it, that's it. Just depends on the situation, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. I, I, a, I think that is a tough yeah. one. I the don't right know what thing, I would do. The right thing to do would be give your buddy who who is if property I, you're on the shed. If I was on oh, somebody yeah. else's property and I found it, I would give it to that person. Just yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe in who I am. Like I'm here to yeah. help you. Like that's why I came out here. 
And it's usually a fun time and you're going around and, you know, hey, maybe if you give them the shed, then someone's buying beer later at night. So it all works good out. Good point. Good point. Let me lay another situation on you. And uh, lay it on me. We can all answer here. We'll start with Doug. Oh, God. He's from Iowa. <laughs> say you're hunting on Eric's ground, let's say. Okay. And Eric has been obsessed with this deer that's pushing like 186. <laughs> and you're like, man, yeah, if you see it, you know, go ahead and shoot it. But like, he's been hunting hard for it. Like, he's obsessed with it. All he does is look at trail cam pictures of it, whatever. It comes in this 20 yards. Right oh, here. man. And what do you do? I don't know. I think the adrenaline would take over and. That a boy. Instincts do and shoot it. Shoot it. You'd have to shoot, shoot it. it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't even, you, I wouldn't even be mad about it, honestly. Would you all agree you'd have to shoot it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, I, That's you, a once-in-a-lifetime chance. Because you would be <laughs> I mean, you would be so mad. You couldn't I would, I'd it. be so mad that I'd be excited. Yeah, you'd you be so – it's, it's like uh, it's like the really hot girl in high school. Like, if, if you – like, you could, she turned you down <laughs> for you prom, but your buddy took her to prom. You know you're probably going to see pictures, so it's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're all right. I so. don't know if that applies here. It's the, I mean, it's it kind the same of applies, exact principle. Not really. It's not the no, no. same thing. Here's what I'm saying. Right. If, what, if, what would you do? If I like my friend enough to hunt my ground and knowing that there's a 186 inch deer there and that it's a possible, you know, anyone can shoot it, you'd have to. Yeah. There's just oh, no, yeah. I think you no passing it. it. I want to know if, like, if our listeners out there, if anyone listening, if this has ever happened to you, like, you took a chance, like, Oh man, sorry. Yeah, you can come hunt for a night or two, and then your buddy just kills like an absolute a monster, slob. just a monster. <laughs> like here, you the couldn't even you out. couldn't even be mad if you're like, yeah, you go ahead and sit in my spot, and like a absolute slob that you've never seen before shows up, and it'd be one thing if you were gonna sit in that spot, but like if you're like, yeah, go ahead and sit in this stand. If you see something, shoot it, and it's an absolute monster. You'd just be happy for your friend. Like wouldn't even know that deer was here. I kind of have a story. I had a. Uh, this one tree stand that I was saving, uh, it was like the spot I had found, and I, I might have told this story before, but I, as a spot I found, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna save it for like November or whatever. And I worked, uh, I was still in high school, like now yeah, maybe just right after high school, and I was at work, and my dad was on vacation hunting um, in Central Illinois where we were at, and uh, one of the guys we hunted with was like, "What's a Kurt spot in there here on the on the map?" And he's like, "Well, Kurt's really saving that for." when he can hunt because he's working and has school and um he's like man could i go there tomorrow morning you think and i don't know dad i don't know what you're thinking but he goes there <laughs> and just kills like 155 inch like pearly white deer he texts me a picture of i'm at work i'm like Son of a but bitch. but you weren't gonna be there anyway that's right? a point but you know it's was it your stand? Yes, like, it was my stand. It was it my like a group stand. No, it was, it was my me and my dad's lone wolf. Hang on, this is the stand. After that happened, I couldn't keep this stand a secret because yeah. no one else was even like in the proximity. Right. Um, it was perfect. Yeah. Like to the east, there was a there was a lake. So when you had a west wind, it was right up on the lake, and it pinched all in there. And when you had a west wind, it was perfect. Anything west variation was perfect. Northwest wind, yeah, perfect. And then your wind went right over the pond. It was, it was a pond but it was like you could call it a lake it was big enough do you think because obviously you know you go in there the spots blowed up but do you think it would have been different if he didn't tell anybody where he shot that out of and stayed between you and no because he just went in there and pressured out my spot and i don't know how he hunts but i will tell you though i sat there not the rest of the season but when conditions were correct and 
Nothing. He didn't see anything. He went in fresh, man. The first sit. He went in fresh and killed the deer. And uh, what the funny thing about it is after that happened, that spot, it's a really cool scenic area to get to. And, like, to get to through it, like, entry in the woods, it's like a pine thicket. It's just, like, the first, like, 50-yard buffer. And then you get back deep in there. And no one could ever figure out how to get in there but me and my dad. So people would put those light brights, like the thumbtacks with the uh, reflectors on them. And there would be, like, a light bright. That's what we just called them. Every... Every other tree, like no exaggeration. So what I would do, because I knew how to get in just fine going in, I would walk in in the morning when it was dark and, you know, my headlamp is lighting up every light bright. I would take them, pull the light brights out as I walked and put them on the other side of the tree. So (laughs) on my way out in the dark. savage. uh, My spot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. So every time I went in, there was new light brights. That is hilarious. (laughs) So by like the end of the season, there's like five light brights on the backside of the tree. (laughs) Hey, you can find your way out at least. Well, everyone always went in in the morning. I, I, it was good in the afternoon too. My dad saw one of the biggest deer he's ever seen in there. Um, I, I marked the spot and he wouldn't scout it in his climber, and he had just a slob in there with kickers and stickers all over, and I think it. It winded him. That's this was like the year prior before the guy shot that deer out of there. I can't be mad at him for shooting that deer, but it's it just was kind of like a gee dang it moment. You know? Yeah, it's like they, that's that's all me. Yeah, I can't hate on him. I can't. It is what it is. Though. I mean, that's what. There's one thing to. I, I think that's where you know how good of a friend that you are to somebody if they allow you to hunt on their property. For sure, that's I, the real I, test. Like right. if you. If you've been hunting your whole life and you know all your friends hunt and they got really good ground, you're not really good friends with them. You've never hunted their property. <laughs> That's like Doug. I hunt his place all the time. Yeah, no, and you yeah. guys hate each other. I read the text that oh, you send me about him and you send me about him. Did you ever kill the big buck on his property? Like a, a real nice one? or No. No. Well. I haven't even killed a buck there. A <laughs> couple almost does. Did. Almost did. Last day of the season, wasn't it? Yep. Do you put him in all the shitty spots or? <laughs> no. No, I just. I just. Wherever where he's going, wherever he's go not going, else. I go somewhere else. <laughs> Does he put up his own stands? No. <laughs> no, you should see some of these stands. They've been there for about I don't know thirty years. They're still good. Who who is <laughs> that girl on the tree? Right? They're stuck yeah, they've let like seven <laughs> generations <laughs> of deer go through there. Like those screwing spikes. There's one tree stand where the spike you can only see this much of the spike, and that's how you have to get to the tree. It's insane. Yeah, we'll we'll fix them this year. Who's we better should. at uh, hanging stands? Definitely me, probably. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I guess I, I fell out of I, one. So yeah, we should have a there stand hanging uh, competition, competition, like a hang on stand. Yeah, we yeah, should. Okay, wait till you see me put up a pop up blind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We'd I still beat you, I bet, dude. I bet you I could get in like a a portable, like a lone wolf or like an XOP or something, and a hang on quicker than you could fully set up if it had to a be like line. a ground line. If it did this, if we had like a competition, we should do this and film it. Where you have to set up a pop-up blind, set your chair up, get your bow in there, draw, and put an arrow and a dot at like 30 or 40 yards, and then I find a tree and hang a stand, and then pull my bow up and do the same thing, put an arrow in, and see who can do it quicker. All right, and then after that's done, then we start adding the fun stuff where it's like the most extreme elimination challenge. You remember that show where they'd have to like run through like noodles and stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Like an obstacle course. Oh, like the Asians? Yeah, the, 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 the Asian voiceover. dudes. Yeah, Kenny. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, man, what was it? With the voiceovers? Yeah. That show yeah. was hilarious. I have like a couple of seasons on DVD. I was deep into that. I need to borrow that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got them. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, no, let's let, let's do that. The tree hit. Uh, let's do that this summer. Uh, I'm down for it. Yeah. All right. And then we have to do it the other way, where I hang, I hang, pop up the ground blind, and you hang a hang on. Man, dude, I would pay. Does, does you're gonna, to, dude, does, you're gonna see does me put. To, does he have to stake it down and everything? Oh yeah, it's got to be set to hunt. If I got to hang and cinch each strap. Oh man, Steve, yeah. you're screwed. Oh, I know. You, you know what? Hey, you know what? At least you'll get Steve falling out of a tree on film. <laughs> That's the thing. Like that lifeline just be screaming. Just, yeah, it's like, like, like it's like the butterfly effect. When I hit the ground, dude, there's gonna be like tsunamis all over <laughs> Southeastern Asia, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <No. God. laughs> sorry, you guys want to see it? No, like, uh, oh man, I could have just, no, all right, just go ahead. I got a public land tip. All right, so instead no, of yeah. like, lay it on us. I am thinking about this. <laughs> Give me my notepad out. Get an, ex- <laughs> get an extension ladder and then hang your stands off an extension ladder and just remember where it is. My buddy did that. He did not oh, an I hate extension that idea, ladder, actually. but it was the, one of those old wooden ones. Yeah. And he just ratchet strapped that to the tree. <laughs> really? It worked awesome, actually. I mean, I, why I not? I don't hate that at all, actually. Yeah, you get an it's, extension ladder because then you take it with you. Or just leave it strapped to the tree. Or trying, yeah. I never it. would have thought that I'd been like, "Wow, Steve, that's a really good idea." But that's honestly not a bad idea. That was I, honestly when it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh God, this is the stupidest thing I think I've ever that's seen." That's why but, you do hey. it. That's why you do an old wood. Doug and Trevor are quiet. But I would like to see Steve carry an extension ladder in yeah, the woods quietly. <laughs> <laughs> it's aluminum. <laughs> yeah. There, there is this, not uh, a bad idea. Yeah, there's this property that, uh, or on the property that I hunt, they have this thing called the fort, and it's got. Man, dude, this aluminum ladder's probably. I, I, here's how old it is. The rating on it is only like 250 pounds. Did you climb it? Yeah, this is back before like corn syrup was a thing, and people were a lot fatter back in the day. So yeah, this ladder. Is like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, go look at go look at ladders back like 20 years ago. They weren't rated for like what they are now. Like back then, they were only rated for like 250. Now ladders are like a lot of times like 300 and 350. Because I know people are getting fatter. I mean, you're not wrong. It's a theory of mine, but it's not. It, like, It's not a theory. It's a fact. It's a fact, yeah. I we're... found a tree stand last season where it was a normal, like, uh, it's almost like the slide-together sticks. Not like a ladder stand. Right, yeah. But it, it's like the slide-together sticks, and it cinches, like, every six foot. I hate those things. And there's, like, you know, three, four sections, whatever. I, I don't mind them because they're cheap. You normally Menards love them for sale, like twenty five bucks a set. I'll buy them up. Yeah. Boom! It gets me up in a tree and I can hunt. It's one more set that I didn't Menards have has a twenty footers too. Yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> that seems really high up when you're on one of those skinny little things and you're looking down. You're like, man, twenty foot like this seems really tall. But uh, I, there was the guys didn't hunt there anymore. It was an old stand. They had one of those sets, and then at the top of it, they had an aluminum ladder ratchet strapped on top oh, of that God, in yes. the tree and then the stand was up that like at the top of the ladder and the straps were off i mean i was never going to climb it but it yeah. looked the sketchiest thing i've ever seen i hunted with a good friend of mine in high school farm hedge giant hedge tree uh about a 12 foot step ladder leaned against the hedge tree with like a four by three or four by four piece of plywood nailed to the hedge tree limbs with a Lazy Boy recliner sitting in it. No, uh, <laughs> yes, that's impressive. Yes, <laughs> the guy's like sixty years old at the time. It Jeez. Just, he, that's what he bowed it out of. Dude, them old boys, man, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> How? I, 
It was did he have a work a, of art. Did he have a microwave and a TV <laughs> yeah. up there, yeah. too? Yeah. Was it at least treated plywood, something that would last a little bit? <laughs> my first stand was like a regular wood ladder up to a piece of plywood, but like my dad built it. But it was like a fallen down tree into another tree, and like the plywood laid out just fine. And then oh, yeah. they made like a little seat like slash bench I could use. Shot like I shot and hit my first buck ever my first year I hunted and never found it, but it's I don't remember it forever. It's kind of hey, funny. You're still that's, here, so that stand worked. That's what we used to do. My dad would take us out from wood. Actually, we took apart my water bed, the wood frame around it, and we made a deer stand. <laughs> that's the most hillbilly thing I've ever <laughs> is heard. He tra- <laughs> is he trash? Did you bed? slap a Dale sticker on there, too? <laughs> yeah. The Intimidator, bed. bro. That's awesome. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that tall up, but it seemed like it was at the time. But. Those woods where I killed my first, like actually, yeah. I shot that buck and never found it. And then, uh, like two years later, it was my first year bow hunting. I killed my first deer, like oh, I don't know, ten yards from that same, but out of like a ladder stand. And then all those woods are completely gone now, bulldozed, boom, flat. Now there's a hole there. Isn't that crazy? It's sad. He gone. Very sad. It makes me very sad because yeah. I hunted the ground next to it for a long time and. Well, I got permission to hunt the ground next to it, and the other ground I started hunting on is still there. Well, it was like 40 acres was the other property, and they just one summer just completely yeah. leveled it, and all of it, gone, just pff, done. And uh, deer hunting is never the same. <laughs> is that your bulldozer? <laughs> yeah, just wiped it clean, man. Good dry erase board. There's a, there's a strip uh, out, uh, it's like Route 6 in Illinois, and for the longest time there was always... There's always this row of trees just splitting these two, like, cornfields. Boom, boom. I think you know what I'm talking about. No, I have no idea. Honestly. It's, like, right where, like, the <laughs> you don't 74 pass. It. Anyway. I'm lost. It was, like, there was these, this row of trees. It was probably, like, you know, 15 feet wide going down by, like, you know, seven, 800 feet. And they finally just dozed it, and they made, like, one big field. And I was just sitting there thinking, I go, why would you never do that before? You know what I mean? And it just looks so weird where it's like, oh, yeah, there used to be a lot of trees there. Not that I feel your pain, but I just wanted to be a part of the story. <laughs> that story was just... What? I don't there. know. I was we watching I, I was watching these guys work for a couple weeks. God have mercy. <laughs> when they put... They put so, I'm just saying. They put so much work into taking out like that little strip what? of timber. Why would no they one, just... No doze? one needed to hear that story. You could have uh, added to my story with like a hundred other different stories. Or you could have changed the subject to something way better than where no, you took I wanted that. No, because I wanted to tell my thing. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. Hey, Kurt, there's this piece of property out in Aldridge. One day, they just bulldoze it. That's nuts, No dude. shit. Why didn't yeah. they ever do that before? I don't know why they didn't do <laughs> it. Okay, now you it's guys amazing. are in. <laughs> Off of Route 6? No, Route 2. Well, gee dang, man. Yep. Man. You should have seen it. God, it's amazing. You know how many people just shut this podcast yeah, off? Right. Oh, no, yeah, right? No, they didn't. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you what, what do you think goes through like a critter's mind when like they you know they make the rounds back and all of a sudden they look and they're like ah uh, this is unfamiliar. What? How, how quickly do you think when animals the, when adapt? the property gets bulldozed and they come back and they're like yeah. hey where'd they go? You well, know what I mean? It probably starts where they're laying down bedded in their living room and then all of a sudden beep beep and <laughs> and they just start plowing <laughs> their house diesel down. roaring. But I don't know. I've heard the stories like I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, one of my buddies told me out west where like there's like standing corn and mule deers in the same area. And I don't know how true this is. Maybe some of our listeners uh, can confirm. Um, 
He said when they first picked the corn, you'll see mule deer just like standing out there, like, uh, all our cover's gone. Uh, where was I supposed to go? And I don't know how true that it actually happens, is. I mean, it happens all the time around here when you're picking corn. They'll run out. I mean, they'll run out 20 yards ahead of you, run about 100 <laughs> yards down, jart back in. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be kind that. of a, a shocking thing to happen. All summer, you've been bedding, the, I don't know, maybe bedding but, in the corn. But most of them are used to it, you know, because it happens every year. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, do you think they remember? when it ain't soybeans. You think they remember? Yeah, they remember. They're not a goldfish. <laughs> well, I, I know they re- probably remember like they did it, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, Doug. Help me out. I, I agree with you, but I kind of agree with Eric, too. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, I yeah, Trevor, like a goldfish. Trevor, pull this. Well, make this a golden moment. 150. Make this a golden moment I for have, a milestone I have no podcast. idea what to Good put in here. God. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, does it. I think they're just used to it and just. It's just the process. The combine. The, yeah, the Let's crop. move out of the way. Whatever comes again, move out of the way again. Just the, go about their business. The crop rotation, I don't think that has near as much yeah. effect as. Those and timbers out. I don't think right, right. But would the color of the combine have a big difference? <laughs> I don't know how again, many times you're gonna I, again. I didn't need to add there. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I don't know how many times you're gonna try and kill this episode. Hey, like, I'm trying, man. My but, grandpa in the like late seventies. That's what he would do. He had an excavating service, and he would before shotgun season, he would take a dozer and bring bare dirt up because the deer will always paw at the dirt bare dirt i don't know minerals whatever and yep. that's what he would do before deer season he'd take a dozer and clear a path by his deer stand and then they would <laughs> come to the come to the bare dirt really <laughs> yeah is that technically su- legal do you think well yeah why it has not? to be yeah. why, why not just how isn't it that's yeah. super interesting I, that's i mean it makes sense yep. to me so what do you do with the same spot would he just take like an inch off the dirt yeah, like just like, just take a little bit off the top or if he was Working if he had a job where he get he'd always get permission to hunt wherever he was try to get permission to hunt where he was doing a job and that's what he'd make sure he had fresh dirt before gun season well, that's what he always hunted and yeah it makes sense same Never. thing mineral licks and all that yeah, I mean because there's you know there's always minerals in the soil and the deer always especially till up a food plot you always see deer on my cams anyways just always in the dirt pawing at the dirt wherever right. so we used to do that uh when i used to be able to plant food plots um at the time we had access to a dozer and my dad would yeah. would grade off like an inch or two well one he'd do it to get rid of the weeds yep. if we couldn't uh sure you can't always mow it he'd completely plow it all over and then every year you'd push whatever was in the way into the same spot and it would almost make like the deer access that food plot from a certain direction and so you can really yeah it's really cool i mean the dirt thing I never thought of, like, you know, you could just do, raw, like, yeah. say raw dirt, bare dirt, whatever. But it's, I mean, it would expose a bunch of minerals. But then what I would do is because we'd plant with mostly hand tools mm-hmm. is I would just throw out seed. Yeah. And do you, Doug and Trevor, do you guys do food plots or? Yeah, I do, I do anyways. I don't know about Doug. Uh, we tried, but I think we're going to actually do it this year because we, we usually we've do We've tried before, horses, but, but we just kind of give up on it. Yeah. What did you do? You plant already, Trevor? Uh, no, I have. It's been a little too wet to yeah. get in the timber. <laughs> it's been bad. The tractor. <laughs> yeah. what, what are you gonna plant? Um, I haven't decided yet. I usually have a blend of like red clover and crimson or crimson clover and brassine clover, a bunch of different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got like a five acre plot that's gonna be surrounded by sunflower seeds with soybeans in the middle. So, sunflower seeds? Yeah, around the perimeter, like a 10-foot strip of sunflower seeds around the outside. What are right? those for, doves? Doves, yeah. Yep. 
That's no one does that. I feel like, or maybe more people do it than I think. But yeah. You never see it. Yeah, I don't. Last year we tried it, but we didn't do it. The, we've learned a little bit from our our mistakes last year, but I'm thinking this year it should work a lot better. You just plant it like normal seed, and yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Really, there's yep. a bunch of it in Iowa on the public ground. They'll plant sunflower seeds for dove hunters. Yep, even where Steve and Gino for your the where you went down New Boston, they yeah. plant they plant a bunch of sunflower fields down there too. Or they used to. I haven't been down there in years. But when I was uh, in Canada last yeah. year. They had sunflower fields everywhere up there. And it's kind of funny because they, uh, what's it called when they spray it, defecate it? They spray it, and then it all dries it out, and then they harvest it with, like, a, it looks like a corn head on a combine. I was always curious <laughs> how they... I don't. I've never harvested sunflower. I've never been with a combine that's harvested sunflower. But I understand, like it looks I mean, kind of same, like a corn. Head. Kind of the same concept. It's corn mm-hmm. or beans. So, huh? And then what? They just have like a sprayer that puts like barbecue on there or whatever. Or like how? <laughs> <laughs> this cool ranch in the grain yeah. tank of the combine. <laughs> no, they soak them in barbecue before they put it in the ground. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah. they have the. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what they okay. spray it with. Those planes that fly over. That's what they yeah, these planes <laughs> barbecue sauce. Hey, bear, hit this corn real quick. It's gonna go on a on a street car. <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> this is the most off-topic episode ever. But I love it. Do deer tear that up at all? Sunflower. Um, I, I don't know about that because, like I say, last year it didn't do as well as we hoped. Um, no, because you can't spit seeds out that well. Three years ago, I plant, <laughs> my daughter and I planted a bunch of sunflowers in our yard, and every night we had deer. Well, they end up knocking down like three of the mammoth, the great big like 11-footers. Yeah, really? They knocked those down and were eating it in the wintertime. What was that? Um, oh, chufa. That's yep, chufa. Clark Cummings chufa, was talking about yeah. the chufa for turkeys. Yep. Do, you, do you ever plan on that? I've never planted it. We've talked about it. My grandpa said he was going to plant some on his place this year, but he never. I don't know if he will or not. But I was talking. Yeah, I've worked to a bunch of guys and like. Um, one shout out to Brian Johnson. Listen, well, to I was just Johnson. about to do a shout out. Dan Fisher, listen to this chufa is what I was trying to talk to you about. Because I couldn't remember what he said he planted. We got a veteran shout out at the end of this podcast too. By I do. the way, um, but I was saying I was like, yeah, man, my buddy was talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Um, planting a food plot for turkeys, and he and I was like, it, they do it in the south a lot, but not a lot of people do. Chufa, I was like, yeah, you've heard of it. He's like, yeah, I plant it. I'm like, all my buddies think I'm full of shit. He's like, I plant it. He's like, deer will tear it up. He's like, if he's like, if it lasts that long, so he makes it sound like they eat it up huh. quick. Yeah, I've never, I've never planted it, but like you say, my grandpa has talked about it for turkeys on his place, right. So I don't know. I don't even know what it looks like. I've never. I wish I had a spot to be able to plant, but I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, maybe one day. <laughs> I, can, I can dream, right? Hey, man, save your money. There is like what uh, what Dan Perez was telling us, man. Just invest in land. Contract for deed, baby. That's nuts, man. That's that's so blows me. I think about that each and every single day after uh, after I heard that because you know what made me super proud. The next day I went into work after that episode aired and. Uh, one of my buddies was he had Google contract for deed, and I was like, "You listen to Dan Perez podcast?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking it up right now." <clears throat> so way to do it. I think it's a good thing. You know, I'd rather see, I'd rather see property. And this can this is something that we can transition to here. Um, that's what we're best at. We're all over the board. That's fine though. You know, you always hear about those old timers saying, "Ah, well, this land's being bought up by uh, by all them Chicago lawyers, and they only come and gun hunt once a year." You know, wouldn't it just being in Mercer County and wherever you've been from, <laughs> Douglas, <laughs> not your Mercer whole life, County. not Mercer, 
But have you noticed that there's people that just buy land and just let it sit or you know, I know there's a there's a deal going out by, by where I'm at. Apparently they're going to put some big rehab facility in here. I'm like, dude, that looks like primetime hunting ground. You know, I, I get people are going to be getting healthy, but hey, stop shooting heroin. I'm trying to shoot Pope and Young Deer. You know what I mean? I'm kidding. I want people to get well, but have you noticed that like where land goes? You know, you get big time companies buying things. What what's going on in Mercer County and Muscatine County? Yeah. Iowa? All right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know of several lawyers that bought, but they don't. There's a lot of tracks by me that have been bought by lawyers that there's zero it's all tillable there's no hunting property at all on it but there's also some ground closer to my grandparents place that is the guy's from maryland i think and somewhere but out that way but he planted 400 acres in walnut trees that's all he bought it just to plant walnut trees for his grandkids retirement or something like really yep that's awesome but but nobody can hunt it nobody does anything with it it just sits there you know what I would have to do? Like, say I bought open ground. I, if I was going to hunt, I wouldn't buy just tillable. But, like, the working class person has to buy a property with some tillable because otherwise uh-huh. you're not going to get a loan. They won't. They will not give you a loan unless you have, like, a crazy amount of down cash ready to down payment because there's no income coming off the property. That's in my experience as of now. Um, I've always thought about when I see, like, a big pasture just mode i'm like i would love to buy that and design my own like pinch point like you can make that crp plant trees this way make a pinch point and i mean it'd take forever to hunt it, but i would still oh, hunt yeah. it yeah, yeah, it's, 30 years before you could hunt it but yeah instead it, of roller coaster tycoon it's bug master yeah but tycoon. crp doesn't take that long to grow no, and if really. you plant like pine thickets you can have those trees moved in you, if you oh, get yeah. some of that moving and you plant for the future, like, yo, yeah, I'm going to have acorns over here and, and whatever and over here and mm-hmm. slowly let the property mature. If you get the CRP and you design it right and you have your bedding with the thickets and stuff and it's near ag, deer, I think, will use it. Yeah, that brings up because what we were talking about, and I didn't want to bring that up. But it's like if you start out fresh, how long would it take for deer to a- adapt <clears throat> into there? Like I remember I saw something that was – it was kind of odd. They were in Africa, year. and they were talking about... Depends what you had on it. Yeah. Well, they were talking about... There used to be, in Africa, there used to be, like, barren plain. It was just, like, all gone. But the elephant population, because it got so big, and when they they poop, there's a lot of seeds in there. <laughs> so, like, it, it's basically like fertilizer, and it all of a sudden, there's all this lush green stuff, and it's kind of changing that habitat. And they said, you know, it, it, it's weird because a <laughs> lot of the other need, animals. Are you saying we need some elephants? No, I'm saying <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the animals. No, we need bees is what we need. But, you know, when you start changing that environment where this used to be an open pasture, now it's starting to become timber. Right. You know, when when do the deer start feeling really comfortable in there? And, you know, when does, I don't know, I'm. That's something that like what's a that's such a hard frame? question though. Is there is, can anybody ever have a definitive answer? You know, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. It's just it, I'm thinking about it right now. Dude, I was so distracted by like watching Trevor and Doug look at each other while you were <laughs> uh, talking that I didn't hear anything you just maybe said. They, you know, maybe they are brothers. <laughs> 
Just what? I can see Doug I, prepping for just devastation. Uh, <laughs> no, no. This podcast is off the rails. We have not covered anything concrete and sound that anything can take. No, anything. Yeah, talk, about, we concrete, just talked about an elephant. <laughs> That's great, in though. Your cow pastures. Yeah. That is funny. We got, right? Doug, yeah. we need some of those for your farm. <laughs> I do think though, like if you if you bought a break a blank canvas property and made something out of it, if you had water there and you I created think, oh, bed it, and then it could food. be totally blank because that would just take forever. But, but I mean, you could it, do it. It depends how much money you want to throw at it. But CRP, you could have that in a year. Oh, less my, than a year. Our my grandpa's place. He bought it. Uh, it's thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he dozed every tree off the place because he bought it so he could make money off of it. Right. And then he finally started planting trees, waterways in CRP, and mm-hmm. there's oak trees that are probably ten foot tall in the last five years. Right and it's it's amazing just in this year the whole 80 acres is in crp and you'd be amazed at how many deer have moved in there just since oh, there's yeah. been grass and right. this, this calendar year whatever that he's had crp in it it impressed me because it never held deer because it was all crop flat yeah now it's got it's going to be pretty good i think for him i personally think if you bought a if you bought ground in may and then you really went to work like you you let CRP grow and you designated this is in the CRP program. You planted your trees just like I was saying earlier. I I think you could kill a deer on it that season. I think it would be maybe not the best hunting right away, but I think you could really set yourself up, you especially get, if you yeah. got like a land specialist or or a biologist or whoever to come and say this is what you need to do, and you laid it out correctly. Five years you'd be killing some good if deer. You got out there. enough CRP in there with timber close. I think you could do it. Yeah, you get that, that CRP established, and I'm just you mm-hmm. know thinking about all that hard work's gonna pay off because now your land is adding value because you put all this work in and now it's starting to hold deer. I guess it depends on who's buying. I see what you're saying, yeah. but like if a farmer comes in, he's gonna be like, no, I'm not. No, I'm doing that. You, technically, if you break it down, like what's Tillable go for? Ten ish an acre? Is it not that much, or is it right in there? Oh, Ten grand an acre? Yeah, around there somewhere. I mean, really? Scott yeah. County is like twelve. Man, that's is that's it really? A lot. Oh yeah, there was some farm selling for seventeen an acre. Seventeen an acre in in what county? Scott County. <sighs> oh my gosh! Here, I'll look at well, a like, property on uh, Whitetail Properties real quick. We had a it's farm insane. right next to ours that sold, I think, for fifteen an acre. It yeah, was mostly just tillable. And that was what a couple weeks ago. No, nah, I was like in the fall. How much? Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen an acre. Let me look up. Because uh, nice we got good black, of it. good black dirt draw. in Iowa. I don't think there's any properties for sale on Whitetail Properties in uh, Mercer County. Uh, there's one. I drove past it uh, when I was working. It's up near. It's not listed yet. Then. Uh, okay, no, they, they had the sign out there. Well, maybe it's not on here, but it's near like Sterling. Uh, okay, let's just go. Um, what would that have been? Look at Bureau County. Is that up there? Yeah, Bureau County, Illinois. That's one I drove past. Right there, good buddy Scott Wright uh, lives up there. Okay, let's see. There's ten listings. Let's see. Um, that's Bureau County. Here's uh, it looks like mostly timber. Hard, hardwood ridges is uh, thirty eight hundred an acre. Let's find some tillable. Sold, sold, sold. Oh, right there. Uh, Income producing property that will earn a good uh, seventy one hundred an acre. Yeah, seventy two hundred. So let's look up Iowa. But hey, you know, if you really think about it, you know, you look at these um, 
you know, you look at these as like three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, um, dollar three hundred four four hundred thousand dollars. But you look at that as it's going to make money. I think you could probably go to the bank. Here's Muscatine. Realistic Here's a nine thousand an acre, yeah, Muscatine right. County, Iowa. Yeah, realistically, there you go, Doug. As a working man, you guys could range. probably pull that off. If you really think about it, because it's going to make money. It's like a business. It's going to make money every year. The thing is, you got to have 30% down. Yeah, the down payment that's, is the biggest yeah. thing. <laughs> That'll kill you, man. And that's why like Dan was talking about contract for deed. Mm-hmm. I called on a property, I don't know if it was last summer. It was a Mercer County property, and I think it was 40 acres. And I can't remember what they wanted for it. Under 200 no, right under two hundred thousand, and it was all timber. It was basically like an open area where you could park your camper and like a solid square block of timber. But it, it would have been the perfect forty acres, blocked in by neighbors' ag fields, but they couldn't hunt next to your property line. It had a, a nice uh, creek running through the middle of it. Um, it had bedding. It had mature hardwoods. Like you're gonna have acorns. There's gonna be deer there because there's nowhere else for them to be. Yeah. And uh, I called on it and just to get some information to see like what it would take, kind of like a learning thing. And they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna need like sixty grand cash." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, well, let me sell okay. my house quick." I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, do you got any dishes I can wash for some extra <laughs> scratch?" Or like what? I started thinking about shit. I'm like, I could sell my house. I could get a pop up. I could live in the pop up for like two, three, maybe ten years, and then <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you could probably live at someone's house. Hey, for I don't a while. know. I don't know why you didn't do it. I mean, it that's a no brainer. Yeah. It, 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 it came with a camper on the property too. I talked to my dad. I'm like, you know what? Screw living in it. Let's just do it. And I'm like, yeah, it's not uh, feasible. There's no water. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dig, you're a trying, hole, you, dig a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to get married. Yeah, that wouldn't have flow, flown with your... Uh, wouldn't have went well for me, but uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's cool. Um, so <laughs> so you don't have property, but you're going to have a wife, so, you know. That's right. Should we hit um, Should we hit Doug with a uh, rapid fire? I want to hit Doug with a rapid fire. This, uh, this podcast all over I'm the board. I'm probably going to suck at this, but I aren't. You've heard us hit rap, people with rapid fire yeah, before. But you know all the questions, then. I think so. Well. Right, here we go. Don't look at the screen. You can't look. <laughs> We're going to mix it up. Answer to number one's A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> hey, and then we'll hit Trevor with him, too. He's He's been through this before, haven't you? I don't think so. Yeah. It's been a while, yeah. Been a while. Hey, maybe things changed. Fixed or mechanical broadheads, Doug? Mechanical. Why? Um, just more <laughs> cutting diameter, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. Valid, valid. Superhero power. Um, invisibility. Very solid. Favorite tree stand snack. Hmm. Probably uh, nutty bars. Illinois or Iowa? <laughs> Iowa. Worst answer ever. <laughs> That's a dumb question to ask anyway. Yeah, it was a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, it was a stupid question and a stupid answer. All right, go ahead. Favorite pro wrestler. See what I did there? <laughs> Took Steve's question out of his mouth. Uh, probably Ric Flair. All right, that's a good answer. You kill the biggest buck of your life. You celebrate with beer or liquor? Bush rights. Bush rights. <laughs> All day. <laughs> Hang on our ladder stands. Hang on. That's a Bush right answer. <laughs> typical deer or non-typical? I'd have to go typical because my dad's got like a 203 non-typical, and i just like to beat him like 204. Just straight, clean? 12 point. <laughs> just clean Just hanging right next to him. Just. Hey, 
Hey, good it, luck. Yeah. <laughs> morning or afternoon hunts? I I go more afternoon, but I like morning a lot. Eric Common or Trevor Schmidt? Ooh. I'd have to say Eric. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> uh, Illinois is bringing you down over there. I was going <laughs> to say uh, favorite podcast host, but uh, oh, yeah. I, I, it's cool. We know. It's I'd Eric. probably say Kurt, actually. Thank you, Doug. Would you? Thank Why? You, Doug. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Because Eric doesn't talk to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he hates the other two loudmouth jackasses. <laughs> so, like, if you're going, like, if you, if you were just blindfolded listening to the podcast, that's what that answer is. Yeah. Like, what, what, what? What does your body do, like, or how do you react when you hear Steve talk on the podcast? I just shut him out, kind of, just, you know, shut oh, nice. my head in disappointment. Yeah, while well, he's listening, just driving <laughs> down the road. <laughs> That's Steve. Your there. transitions are the only thing that I'll, I'll give you credit. Your transitions are pretty The only thing. Flawless, the yeah. Thing. Damn, this podcast is rough. It's like Jobber. we're just hitting Steve <laughs> with just salt in his wounds all podcast. It's yeah, like the Deer Classic all over again. <laughs> yeah. hey, don't worry. I put enough salt in my diet. It's not going to hurt me any. <laughs> yeah, Doug was in the group at the Deer Classic. Trevor, wish you could have been there. Missed you, buddy. I wish oh. I could have been there, too. It was a great time. Me, me and Doug had some alone time, and it was... We actually kind of yeah, had a blast. I don't like that. <laughs> well, hey, you know. We were alone in a room for a Do you listen to any other podcasts? Um, Joe Rogan. Oh, Hunting. Um, any podcast. Really, any podcast. Not really Hunting, but I like this one. Joe Rogan's always good. I like a little mysterious universe. Yeah, like all paranormal, right. aliens, and I'm stuff. I'm unfamiliar. I don't know that one. There's some interesting stuff on Mysterious there. Universe? Yeah. Remind me after the episode. I'm gonna Who's your favorite ancient aliens host? I, I don't know. Oh, okay, well. I don't know that one. You're not um, that deep into favorite outdoor-related <laughs> television show? Or uh, internet show. Could be any. Yeah, I'd say... Uh, Drury Outdoors. I always liked them growing up. Classic. Old Been school. around forever. Yeah. Pioneers. Monster Bucks. Gotta love some Monster Bucks. Yeah, definitely pioneers of the industry. Um... Backstrap or jerky? Jerky. Favorite bow brand? Probably Elite. What, what are you I'm shooting now? What are you shooting? Uh, the Impulse 31. I didn't realize you had an Impulse for some reason. Yeah. Good old Ross hooked me up. Did he? Oh, you got yeah. it from Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? did he? He got it last year. How did right? I miss out on all this? Yeah, I got it last I year. I told you guys this. Yeah. Smoke, was, no, you with it, but I missed, I missed a buck when it counted, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. That's my fault. That's my fault. Um, what's your favorite band? Ooh, don't say Slipknot just because of from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite band. I just I kind of just listen to any music really. Favorite outdoor magazine? <laughs> mm. Everyone's got to thumb through a magazine every once in a while. Oh yeah, is that irrelevant? That question? It's not. I'm thinking uh, the the longer the more like we North go American on, Whitetail probably. Yeah, you gotta like the thing is I'll subscribe to North many. American Whitetail and not even read them. Yeah, I, I, like <laughs> I, I want to read them, but yeah, just look through the pictures. Yeah, yeah if you like, go when to... I was in school, I read them because I was like, I was like, oh, I got nothing else to do. I'm not gonna listen to this lady talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be a construction worker. You're like, eh, nah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know. Whatever. Um, last song you played. Last song I played. I think it's like Cole Swindell or something. I don't know who that is. Um, a country singer. Favorite movie? Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> favorite camouflage pattern? Real tree. Nice. Real free outdoors. Real free. <laughs> 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 
Trevor, it's been a while since we hit you with those. Trevor, here you go. Did I pass? What are you Not shooting, bad. Trevor? Let's talk about it because last I saw, you had a, a variety of uh, archery equipment. I've got a Energy Thirty Two and an Athens Anthem right now. And the Energy Thirty Two is for sale. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Make your cra- your cla- whoa Craigslist post now, please. <laughs> no, I'm good. I don't need to jab the show with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to get next if you sell that? I mean, I'm undecided. A tempo. I'm undecided at the moment. You like the tempo. I don't know why you like that tempo so much. I'm undecided. I haven't. You saw Steve's option six today, and you saw me. I can't talk right now. Um, the tempo. I was shooting the tempo. What did you like better? <laughs> I I don't like split limbs at all, so I like the tempo better. By yeah, that's interesting. Normally, people are the other way. Yeah. I just I never have really cared for split limbs. Really? Well, and Steve had it, so that. But no, I don't. <laughs> no, yeah. But <laughs> making no, salt care. in the wound right there, bud. <laughs> I don't really care for split limbs, so that's my. Typically, uh, it's the, like the big people downfall. are weird about yeah. solid limb, and they normally lean towards the split limb bows. That's, that's interesting. I mean, I don't. I've never had a preference. I haven't either. It's just what? gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can count. Yep. I mean, you in the parking lot. Right. So, <laughs> what? Like, what is it? You just don't like the way they shoot, or because I'm because I'm interested. I just I just like to try new things. Mm. I just. I'm, I haven't decided. Just there's so many options. It's hard to. Yeah, there's make a six decision. or seven. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Revel Man is uh, worth worth a shot. Yeah, you, you, ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> I, uh, I shot that vibrant yellow one at the Iowa Deer Classic. Real wild hill. Oh, I wanted it so bad. <laughs> I know. I, they, I I honestly thought you were going to put money down. The way they, like, they, they just released them too, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, they're hitting shops now. I don't know when exactly, but Mm. yeah, it's Rio was holding that ATA, and I was like, "Hey, Rio, can I get a picture with you?" And he didn't hear me. And then he didn't hear me, but the (laughs) dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he absolutely did. He probably knew exactly who you were because Kurt just yelled at me, Uh, and I know he knows Steve. I'm just gonna act like I didn't hear him. Well, the thing is, it's like you know that feeling, like if you're ever in like a public scenario and someone waves, and then you think they're waving at you, so you wave, and it's actually the person right behind you. (laughs) That was the feeling I had because I was like, "Hey, Rio, can I get a picture with you?" and he didn't hear me, but the elite rep behind him heard me and chuckled, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just wanted to put my head underneath the couch cushion and just lay there for a it little bit. It was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool. It's, it, it's, it's cool. Yeah. And then I, I, I went and shot an air bow. <laughs> Man, really down there. It's a rough rough transition. (laughs) That's a lie. Hey, there's my hero. Oh, he didn't. uh, He didn't acknowledge me. Yeah, I'm going to do the thing I hate the most in my life. (laughs) (laughs) One extreme to the other, right down there. And where were you at? Nashville. Oh, it was Indiana. That's what you call archery suicide. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, yep, I'm going everything into my belief. I went and bought a crossbow, and I was like opting for all season crossbow, and and it was just wild. I I don't know what got in. Trying to shoot a crossbow with a back tension release, trying to get a big thing on there and <laughs> yeah, we had some great feedback uh we a couple episodes ago we kind of hated a little bit on I, well i did i won't blame you i won't drag you guys into this i sort of no, hated on crossbows yeah, no, drag me into it i don't care but i didn't really hate on crossbows i didn't but i did trevor did i hate on crossbows no not really i mean maybe a little bit but it, 
Okay. Well, we got it some, wasn't nothing crazy. But no. was he justified? We had some very positive listener feedback. Like, I love when people engage. And like, hey, you guys talk about this. This is what I think. Like, Steve, you're an idiot. Kurt, you're the best. Eric's all right. He doesn't talk that much. Well, I that's just, how every I single fe- email starts. I love the feedback. Um, <laughs> every time. Like, Steve's an idiot, but the show is fantastic. Like, why do you even have to th- say that? Then? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, but it, it, it's just interesting to see what people think. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. To be clear, I don't hate them. I don't. I don't, but uh, they scare the hell out of me, honestly. They're, yeah, they're a little scary. I, I mean, powerful. Yeah, they. they I've n- I have never shot a crossbow. Never ever. No. Oh I man, haven't. I've never shot one either. Never I, really I, had the I, I haven't either, actually. What? I have be, Trevor? dude. I, yeah. Oh yeah. I've oh, shot a handful. Shoots one every day. Do you, do you own one? Uh. My daughter's getting one, yes. Does it got split limbs? It does have split <laughs> limbs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Better take it Okay, back, yeah. Well, right? there's where he likes a split He's like, limbs. Yeah, I'm all down for crossbow, but I'll only shoot the, re- the recurve one. <laughs> yeah. There can't, be- <laughs> there can't be any goddamn wheels on it. <laughs> I'm a traditional crossbow hunter. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. Yeah, okay, so you won't shoot a split limb bow back. It's like Pope and Young. Hey, 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 it's my daughter shooting. It's not me. <laughs> Pope and Young's oh, okay. coming up with a record book that's only for recurve-style crossbows. <laughs> what? Dude, just, just y- your lip is quivering. Are you making a joke right now? Are you None of them damn wheels. <laughs> Dude, wheels can, are for cars. <laughs> they can only be like 14-inch. Technically, axle to axle. Wheels are for cars. <laughs> <Dude>, the bolts. <laughs> the bolts can only be weighing so much. Oh, good lord, dude! If you shoot a crossbow because you're disabled, good for you. But like, if you're like a no, young you man, can't dude, hit hard. All right, all right. But it's like <laughs> everything we just said. Is com- everything we just said is completely ridiculous. We don't believe in any of it. It is, but for real, <laughs> come on, son. That's gonna be like my fake, like traditional hunter hating on any guy that shoots a all modern right, no, bow. Yeah, here's a with, with your red flannel on. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I'll say: If you're an able-bodied young man or woman, and you're shooting a crossbow when you could shoot a recurve bow. That's first, second year apprentice business. You know what I mean? Come on. Well, That's not well, journeyman shoot, business. But then the arguments, you shoot a compound, you could be shooting a recurve. You shoot a compound with bolts in it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. 23-inch draw. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's Come on now. Come on, son. This ain't about me. Hey, this is about them. To each their own. Everybody's got their preference, right? Man, I, that I, is very true. Yeah, Steve, you know. can barely get up the stairs. Good thing there's not stairs <laughs> up to the studio. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking about putting like a. I'm thinking about getting like a wheelchair for in here. Some electric ones. <laughs> I hate you. I know. I absolutely. <laughs> so hate does you. everybody. Why do they still listen to this podcast? Let us know. It works Part of me is telling me to just wrap this episode up. And and, oh. and but first, I'm going to give a a sincere apology for this episode. Because I feel like we covered some stuff, but like it took a while to get into it. But we're kind of all over the place. But um, we got back to our roots, where like the first couple episodes were, and it was just yeah. We went one fifty straight back to one. Yeah, and we had to do it. We had to do it for you. The, I button. had to get off the rails. Kurt had to bring me back in. Eric was interjecting, and uh, you guys were here to witness it. So there's no plan to this episode on no. purpose. Um, having our buddies in here, we're actually Mark and Gene were supposed to be in here. Brandon, our buddy. Was supposed to be in here. So I'm not, I don't even know how to say his last name. And uh, the squeeze. <laughs> we just call him Beequeef. Um, <laughs> real works. deal. 
it's true. How do you say his last name, Steve? Bequeath? Bequeath, yeah. Okay, but we, we call him Bequeath. It's funnier. Um, those guys couldn't make it. They had family things and work things to do. Understandable, completely. Uh, thanks, Trevor and Doug, for making it out. Appreciate no you. Uh, I thought this podcast was fun, though. I don't know how oh, it yeah. listens. Maybe it listens better than what we think. But if you Hopefully. made it, through, if, we, <laughs> if you made it through the whole episode, we we really appreciate it, and uh, we we really love and appreciate your support. We didn't talk to. about the shoot at all. Yeah, well, that's what I'm in the transition to because it's over already. Oh yeah, we did some good things for Dark Horse Lodge. <laughs> so just know that there's a vet shout out. Welcome to Podcast Land. Things Welcome get awfully land, confusing yeah. here. Exactly, but uh, yeah, we uh, we raised some funds for those guys. So check out darkhorselodge.org. Man, just you check out, just check them out. Just check them out. Like I have social media. <laughs> what those is guys, going I, on I today? Thought, yeah, I thought you were going to say something. Can we not get? We're, we're supposed to be professional podcasters, boys. We're All right, not let's, professional let's, let's pull at all. it back in. Let's pull it back in. Amateur hour over here. Amateur hour. Let's geez. let's end it on a good note. I was closing out like gold over here. <laughs> Eric had to ruin it. It was Eric. We got to thank all of our sponsors. We got to thank all of our listeners. We love you so much. And uh, you know what to do. It's the weather's getting nice. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.